0: Welcome to What's A Tease. Uh, My super special guest today is none other than the cyclone of burlesque, Redbone. Hey Redbone, what's good? Hi,
1: oh my gosh, it's so good to finally
0: talk to you. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, How are you keeping today?
1: oh my gosh Um, I'm actually I'm doing really well I'm doing really well it's about tomorrow will be my birthday month so I'm super stoked alright cool yeah yeah I'm feeling I'm feeling the way with the old and in with the new Mm -hmm. so you know feeling good
0: well that's cool it's nice to to have that like positivity coming yeah I
1: I will say as good as 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 good as I can in the dumpster fire of a world (laughs) That is happening in 2020 Mm -hmm. and blah.
0: (laughs) That's definitely going to be the bumper sticker, like slogan for 2020. Fucking dumpster fire. Fucking dumpster fire, bro. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, we're going to... But cleansing,
1: cleansing, right?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Like there's definitely also, there's certain things I think when, you know, you walk certain parts in life you very aware of things that are constantly get swept under the rug because it's like kind of forever present because it never gets dealt with. So in a way, like having all this shit come up is, is I get that, the cleansing. It's like, it's mm-hmm. always been there, but like, okay, cool. Like now let's look at it and let's like actually make it go away. Let's sweep it, sweep it out the
1: door. Yeah, out the door. I'm about it. It's interesting that you say sweep sweeping because um, it's like kind of a theme of a new – piece I'm working on
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so I'm anyways that'll be later to come in September so I'm I'm excited to get working on that I feel like that's a sign.
0: Cool (laughs) sweeping I like it. Yeah. Okay so internationally known and Minnesota grown is that where you grew up or like that's where you're from?
1: It is uh born and raised actually in Bloomington which is a suburb it's like a third tier suburb, fourth tier now maybe, Mm -hmm. uh, suburb of Minneapolis. And yeah, I was born and raised there.
0: Now you've since um, moved to San Francisco, but like, so you began your burlesque career in um, Minnesota.
1: I did. I did.
0: And how was the scene there? Like, how did you come across burlesque? Like, what was your first undertakings?
1: So uh, the first moment of burlesque, uh, as we know it, I'll, I'll say, um, is uh, I was already go-go dancing and, uh, you know, doing uh, different dance styles and teaching and things of that nature. And one of my good go-go friends old, and also old school uh, dance homie mm-hmm. basically was just like, hey, I want to go do this audition. I want to audition for this burlesque show. Will you do it with me? And I'm like, "Uh, it's an audition? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, do you know what burlesque is? I was like, no, not really. I don't, you know, I've never heard of it. And she was like, okay, it's like, have you heard of Josephine Baker and the Pantani sisters? And I didn't, I had not heard of the Pantani sisters as yeah. of yet, but Josephine Baker, I knew, of course I did. I was, I had <laughs> played her in a musical of, uh, you know, a couple years in a row. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. So that being said, yeah, we just did it. So we were the money girls, we mm-hmm. was this, this dance duo. And we auditioned for the very first Neo Burlesque troupe in Minneapolis, um, which was Le Cirque Rouge. Okay yeah and we auditioned we got in we were performing with them and then about two weeks later they had a split they had like this three way split so of course like internal things were happening that Mm -hmm. we weren't aware of at that point okay and um, yeah so then there was like this three way split into different crews basically yeah yeah. so yeah so we stuck with Le Cirque Rouge for a period of time when I say period of time like two months (laughs) and uh (laughs) You know, because I was very much, like, in my, like, I'm trying to make dance my main source of income. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, starting out, you know, we were doing our due diligence of, like, what's the word? You know, kind of getting vetted. Yeah, yeah. um, You know, learning the ways, right? So there's that equal exchange of, like, learning and performing, you know, like stage Mm kittening. you know, kind of, you know, paying my dues. You know, We're paying our dues. But I didn't really understand what that kind of was in the sense of burlesque. I had done it and you know, dance, obviously, prior. Um, but I was like, I'm not getting paid. No. So I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was like, sorry, girl. Like, I love you. But, like, she said we were going to get paid. We haven't got paid yet. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I'm not going to invest my time here. Woo-do-woo. So I, like, ghosted for a second. And then not but maybe three or four months later, my – dance like my hip-hop dance mentor uh was like hey i've got this one girl that's putting up a burlesque show at this strip club mm-hmm. uh we want to you know are you down to like be hired in as a backup dancer i was like hell yeah you said hired yep i'm there yeah so
0: <laughs> Hi- hired means paper right
1: yeah Hi- yes like get that back right, yes. so i was like all for it so um and then that was basically my second start in burlesque with Foxy Tan, and I became one of the Wham Bam Thank You
0: Mams. I was just about to ask, when did the Wham Bam Thank You Mams come into play? Okay, so how yeah. does it work then to be a backup dancer in in a production like that? you know what I mean? Because it was sold to you as a, as a burlesque show. So, yeah. So is Foxy Tan, like, the star? Then everybody else is, like, there's a troupe behind her who's, like, the crew.
1: Foxy Tan has this – she had this really great – We were the through line. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, to say like star, it's like nobody specific was a star in the show. Like, Mm -hmm. we were all very much important elements in this bouquet of entertainment, right? Okay. And so, we were, yes, the backup dancers to Foxy Tan. Foxy Tan is the MC. Okay. And so, we had group acts that were like the tweeners, uh, like I said, but then also the Wham Bam Thank You Mams were the pickup artists. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, so I was, yes, a backup dancer for Foxy Tan and also a pickup artist, but also within my, you know, it's like I had my own character and charisma. I was Wham of the Wham Bams. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so we had really fun stuff. And so it was really about the, the full show, not one individual person yeah. so well yes you could say that foxy was the star but i think she more considered herself um, right she's the tour guide of this experience mm-hmm. uh, you know and that's something i very much you know i consider her you know very much my mentor because i like learned so much from her and then simultaneously like moving into this space of really becoming more peers or like equal voices within what eventually became like our productions, our different productions and, yeah. uh, and things of that nature. Yeah.
0: Cool. So having done and having had experience teaching and performing in, so, in various dance forms, were you then kind of making burlesque more of the art form that you were taking part in as your profession and sort of the others were taking a bit of a backseat? And if so, like what was the attraction to
1: burlesque? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, um, there was definitely a moment where burlesque became what I did versus something I did. Mm -hmm. Like another part of what I did. Uh, I started like breaking in hip hop at the same time as I was doing burlesque, right? Like, you know, so this 2004 moment. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, 2004 was like the first time that I auditioned. And I was, like I said, I was already like go-going and stuff like that. And I was starting to take some breaking classes and going to practices and, you know, um, trying to, doing battles and and very very (laughs) seldomly because I'm not really, I'm like competition, eh, which we can talk about that later, but (laughs) I'm not really into the competition thing. I'm very much always been very like group thinking, and like, let's all do this. Like I Mm -hmm. never was really about, me as an individual. So actually soloing kind of be- was really difficult for me. Um, when it came time for me, to- when Foxy's like, all right, if this is going to work, you got to be a soloist. I'm mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, anyways, so but here to, to your question, um, uh, yeah, there was very much a turning point where burlesque became what I did versus something I did. And, there was also a moment, uh, my, I call her like one of my burlesque aunties, sweet Lily B. She knew, you know, very much that I was like in the hip hop scene as well as the burlesque scene, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and night, Mm -hmm. uh, nightclub scene and stuff. And she asked me to do an act, create an act where I both did breaking and burlesque. Yeah. And I was like, the purest in me, my brain just exploded. And I was just like, "What? <laughs> how do I do that? Like, you know? And so you know, luckily it was uh, the holiday season, right? So it was like, I created a Christmas act. Yeah. Um, and so I created this, yeah, this act, or basically I, I'm like waking up Christmas morning and I have this big package. I'm so excited about it. I rip open the package and it's shoes. And I got a pair of sneakers and a pair of heels, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited!" So I put on the sneakers first, and of course, like these are vessels into this energy that is created. So, like, I put on the sneakers after taking off like these giant clown slippers. They're like these big puffy. Yeah, this. Anyways, it's funny to me, burlesque. Uh,
0: (laughs) I think it's brilliant. It's genius.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I, like, pull out the sneakers. and put them on. And then, of course, like, you know, the hits, the hits start, chest hits start, Mm -hmm. right? So then I'm very much in this, like, hip-hop freestyle situation, you know. And I do a little bit of breaking. But mostly I'm, like, uh, you know, doing tops and some down rocks and things like that. Uh, Anyways, then there's a moment where I, like, sit down And I'm, like, happy. I'm, like, yay, that was fun. And then the music changes. And I'm, like, oh, now it's time. You know, so then it's time to, like, take the sneakers off and put the heels on. Mm -hmm. So I take the sneakers off and then I start to to peel to my unders, which is uh, more of our kind of classic burlesque aesthetic um, garter belt, stockings, bra. And then put the heels on and, you know, get very sensual into it to where – you know, I have a bait and I have like this trucker hat on. So Mm -hmm. I'm still like wearing this baseball cap while I'm like in heels and all this, and this like classic burlesque gear anyways. And then I like, I take it off at some point, do my more classic moment. And then I, I'm pretty sure I close the act with putting the baseball cap back on my head. So it's like the, you know, after I've already stripped, I'm in pasties and my thong and, and stuff. And, You know, I just got done twirling and then I go ahead and put the hat back on. So it's like the button on the end of the act where it like kind of comes back together. So yeah, so then that was my first experience with like kind of merging my two worlds. When you were
0: encouraged to to bring these two worlds together by somebody that knew you knew how awesome you were with your hip-hop um Mm -hmm. and then that you had been doing um burlesque and they encouraged you to do this had you ever seen that happen on stage in the burlesque realm already or were you just like wait a minute like at the end of that performance were you like i might be onto something here
1: yeah you know it's interesting i mean i still wasn't like confident that that was a thing right like and also, we're talking, you know, 2000, that must have been 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. like, in that seven, maybe even, like, in that realm, when very much it was, like, burlesque at that time was, like, uh, what was it, the, is it dresskin Dolls? It was, and it was, there was a particular kind of music that we were using and ruffle bottoms, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, <laughs> and then, like, giant pasties that pretty much covered all of our, all of our breasts. And then, it, so, it was, like, it was a, it was a different era where... It was the aesthetic that we were seeing, so that was the aesthetic we adopted. Yeah. And w- it wasn't really talked about at that point about bringing yourself to burlesque, right? Like, which is very imperative to mm-hmm. evolution. You know, still having this, like, insecurity and fear around that. Um, but, yes, once it was like I was, quote, unquote, given permission to kind of do that, it was like, oh, snap, here we go. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and to your to your question about seeing it before then, so that had happened. And I want to say it was whatever year the Burlesque Hall of Fame was at the Palms, which I think was oh eight or oh nine. mm Mm-hmm. We had by that point we had won best troupe. I had debuted at the Burlesque Hall of Fame um, in the you know the debut category, mm-hmm. and there was two girls from New York, and I can't I I like still can't remember the name of names of who it was, but they did this they you know the dance dance revolution this DDR act okay. where they were they were kind of dressed up as like. Um, what's it uh, like house like uh, candy ravers they were uh-huh. like dressed up as candy ravers and they were doing like this DDR act and they got down and they did a slow six step and I was so like I felt everything boil in me of like oh my god they're break dancing <laughs> and like you know and 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 it was so that was the first moment that I had seen it well I'm like the Burlesque Hall of Fame stage. Yeah. And, you know, I had been going for a couple years, still kind of like, I don't know what burlesque is, so I'm just going to do what everybody else is doing. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. this, like, this kind of thing. And I'm a very emotional being, or I would say I was very soft, quote-unquote soft. (laughs) I definitely cried because I was like, I've been breaking, why haven't I? You know, and then, you know, remembering that I had actually done that moment and been, you know, racking my brain of how, yes, how do I merge all the dances that I, like, I'm already, like, I'm doing burlesque where I'm utilizing, like, my ballet, jazz, Mm -hmm. even modern, you know, cabaret dance style skills, right? And so why would it be the same for, for hip hop, right? Which, you know, I very much am like, hip hop is one of the true american art forms yeah uh you know where it's the culmination of these human beings that have come from all over the world into in new york and how they're processing and dealing with these very large real world issues uh at the time Mm -hmm. and so um so i i can't and i don't remember exactly i guess this must have been so fast forward i had like I had a hiatus from Burlesque due to the uh, family stuff. And I came back in like 2012. Mm. Well, lies. I came back. I was kind of like in and out with like wham-bam stuff. I think it was like 2012 is basically when I really took on Redbone. Um, you know, took ownership of, of this energy and power and fire that I had inside of me and was like, I'm doing it. Um, you know, Redbone's coming out. So I started really focusing on myself as a soloist, and what did that look like apart from Foxy Tan and the Wham Bam Pinky Mams? And yeah. uh, you know, and while I, you know, I was soloing, I was just doing it as part of our show and something that needed to be done to like tour, because it what like it has always been. I'm like living my dream. I've always wanted to travel the world through dance, like dance being the vehicle to get me to travel around the world and, uh, have these life experiences and lo and behold, it was burlesque that did it. So, amazing, yeah. And, and so, and even traveling, you know, I really got to, I got to see hip hop scenes. Well, in a few different parts of the world, um, yeah. that I hadn't yet gotten to, to really explore. Um, so, so fast forward a little bit, um, Came, we had just gotten off tour. I can't remember what year. This must have been 2014, 13, 14, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think we were coming home from BurleyCon, And in Minneapolis, we had this production that we had to do. Um, some of the Mod Carousel Boys from Seattle were coming to town. And then it was Foxy Tan and the Wham-Bams. At that point, Jeez had joined us. Jeeze was not one of the original Wham-Bams. We uh, brought her in. I think that was probably about two thousand thirteen. Okay. so we had this show and I'm like, oh, well, I'm like the title was fierce. And I was like, Oh, what am I gonna do? I don't really have any acts that are like fierce. So I started digging, you know, it's like as burlesquers, we create playlists, right? Of like, ooh, it'd be dope to do this, ooh, it'd be dope to do this. But then I also, in terms of like hip hop and breaking, like I have that list too. Mm. So I'm going through my music list, racking my brain, and then all of a sudden I think by that point, I had eaten an edible or something like that. So I had a little THC in me. And I was like listening to my music, and all of a sudden, boom, I got your boyfriend came on. And I was like, oh my God. So literally, the music is due like that night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, have to submit it to Blowtorch, who is like this DJ that was part of the production. Um, and I'm like, okay, I submit the track and I'm like, I'm going to figure, I don't know what the act is yet, but here's my music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like committed, Commit is my music. I'll figure it out. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, Cause it's also like, that's another thing. Like I'm a terrible like person in terms of concept. Right. I'm like, okay, what comes first? It's always different for me. And it was like, boom, here's the music. I don't know. I'll figure yeah, it out. That's what's happening I- now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what's happening now. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Like literally, yeah. that's you know. And and I've always I like because of you know, kind of my dance background, I've always really considered myself a freestyler. Mm-hmm. And so it, you know, burlesque really lends itself to that. You know, I choreograph as I go, like with the reveals, with the stage topography, with the music hits. Like it choreographs itself in ways through burlesque. It's really hard for me to sit down and be like, okay, five, six, seven, eight, but. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough I realized that I was I was using ways that I choreographed because I just came across yesterday I was like doing some purging of papers and I just came across my choreography book that had my notes from boom I got your boyfriend Mm -hmm. and so how I wrote down and broke down the music and like so anyways whatever the day after I submitted the music, boom, I got your boyfriend was born. (laughs) (laughs) So that became like the second moment that I merged, uh, like breaking hip hop and burlesque. Um, and, and it's interesting to me that like I find so many parallels in burlesque, uh, and, and hip hop and breaking, you know, bringing your, you know, kind of like learning the rules and break it. Although I don't really know that there are any rules and I feel that way about both, you know, but definitely like bringing your own flavor is very much key to both breaking in and burlesque mm-hmm. and also the whole like true American art form situation where, and I I've changed my mind around that um, as of more recently, even though I know that like, and I could be wrong. Like, I guess this is also a question to you. I'm curious is of I'm thinking that like American burlesque or like in regards to our neo generation of it like since the early 90s was very influential to how the rest of the world came to view burlesque and kind of use use that era and even up to now like as a resource to gauge off of
0: definitely i feel like um for south africa we don't necessarily have a history of burlesque and of course Mm. when you think of burlesque history you know there is there's always like that european element of it I think even um, in strip clubs, and when it sort of first started emerging um, in the sort of 70s, um, actually, like people think of your Betty Pages, for instance, and and exactly Josephine Baker. Like, those are the aesthetics and images that come to mind when one is thinking of that. But it was also definitely from the burlesque references
1: from the, the American style. So it, oh, it's so interesting. I've been thinking about that quite a bit lately, mm. um, you know, as, and, and as I had, you know, really started traveling what burlesque looks like everywhere yeah. and what are the influences that are coming in from every individual. And it's really beautiful. I would say within the last five years, um, cause it's, I feel like my, like my traveling as a soloist, like while I was doing it, you know, for a period of time, it really took off once I moved to San Francisco, uh, yeah. in to, in 2016, seeing the influence and then also like both, both American style influence as well as like the roots of whatever location I was in, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just beautiful to watch, uh so many communities pull from every experience, past, present, and future. Um, It's just so, it's such an exciting time in burlesque.
0: I'm so glad that you say that, because that's exactly the kind of burlesque that um, I feel I've inadvertently experienced, you know. And I say inadvertently because, like, I felt like I understood it from the first moment I saw it, you know, Mm -hmm. for all its... Depth. And the thing I love the most about it, and this is why, like, and the thing I try to educate audiences on all the time is to create these experiences where people are just shown this art form. Because that's the best part about new burlesque, and especially like the way it's grown over you know, these past couple of decades, and especially like now with the momentum that it's gaining, it's it's like for me, it's just this art form of expression, really. And if you want to see an artist that maybe, you know, some of it harks back to a bygone era, but not all of it. Some of it is actually, it can be so personal, it can be so artistic, it can draw from so many different influences and be presented in what we still call, yes, burlesque, but it's almost like it's moved it's evolved once again. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like right, the burlesque in its you know umbrella definition, right? It's mm-hmm. like uh, satire and really all performance art is is burlesque. You know, it's like yes. I feel like if there's satire or you know telling the joke. I I once was in a a class situation where. You know, I was still having a lot of internal noise around defining burlesque for myself, right? Uh Because I'm A type and I'm like, but no, what's the rules? (laughs) (laughs) Like, and then also coming from a dance background, I'm like, no, but what's the rules? Wait, you're still not, what are the rules? Like, (laughs) you know, like I'm like looking for, you know, ultimately what ended up just being like this permission to do whatever the hell I wanted, right? Mm -hmm. But um, was, you know, thinking of creating an act like telling a joke, right? So, like, what's the setup? Um, you know, and then getting to the punchline, mm-hmm. right. And so, you know, or the different reveals, what are the layers of, of the story that you're telling or joke that you're telling, uh, the nuances, that's very much it where, so I'm doing, uh, a part of, you know, myself and Foxy Tan, along with our, uh, co-producer, uh, Petty Treason, we are starting nudie newbies. And I was just watching the videos of the submissions over the weekend or nudie newbies worldwide, excuse me. Yeah. Are re- redoing it going digital cuz that's our new era blah blah blah. And I was watching the videos over this weekend and I just giggled so like so joyously. <laughs> I love watching how individuals interpret burlesque. Yeah. Cuz it to your to your point of like it is so individualized and it again it's really exciting to see. And I think maybe it's more of a like my younger burlesque soul is like yes the babies are getting it. Okay, great. They're not like tormenting themselves like I did. Like, you know, it's like this this thing uh, where it's just really the individual in how people interpret this art. It's hilarious and wonderful. And, you know, there's also the people that really good uh, give great nods to past eras of burlesque. Yeah, the mix of it is so wonderful. I'm really, I'm really <laughs> excited for our future, especially in this digital age. I have to say, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving it. Are uh, you
0: really? <laughs> personally, yeah, I,
1: yes, I am. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I do, you know, I miss the audience. I miss that interaction. Cause mm-hmm. I'm definitely like, I love, I love talking at the audience while I'm stripping. Mm-hmm. I love getting in the audience faces and licking things and throwing things. And like, you know, like this really like, blah you know like loud uh my inner noises and voices coming out in real life right yeah but I also have found like because I've been doing a lot of shooting outside that Mm -hmm. it's still happening because you know it's like horns are honking like the joy that we get got to once a time bring to people live on stage yeah is still happening and it might not be in the the stage our classic stage setting, but it's like, if we think about it, the world is our stage when yes. like we're legit doing that. Like if, <laughs> if you're being outside doing it, right? Like,
0: yeah,
1: I'm like, it's still, that's still happening. I'm still getting people yelling and horns honking and bringing joy to individuals that really probably need it right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so
0: the collaboration aspect has been really cool Let's think about how to record this burlesque act in this way so that it reads in a digital language than a live language, you know?
1: Yeah, you really get to express and show the parts of the act that you may not been able to show before
0: yeah you can't fit some of the settings that actually happens within an artist's head that they you know in your character that you're thinking about and you're conveying you know when you're on a stage (laughs) you're kind of limited but now we can go out into the world and and now you are in that setting and this character now exists in this world and you see them do this act so I I hear what you're saying. Okay, I'm I'm feeling this now.
1: I think some of the nuances too of, I'm like really twitchy about the lives. So I'll say that too, right? The difference between video and live. Yes. Um, I've been really twitchy. I've done some lives and it's not, I'm like, "Mm, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, (laughs) and some of, I mean, there is like the fun element, but right, like I get so overwhelmed with energy Mm -hmm. that it was like having to relearn to slow down. Mm-hmm. because, you know, there's, like, the nerves take over, the energy starts popping, and then all of a sudden I'm a blur on a screen. And I was like, oh, wait, no, don't do that. Like, it's the same of, like, slow down, let them see your beauty type situation. I, yeah, it was it was difficult. So I eventually learned that and did that, and there are fun elements to that, but I'm really into the, the creative process of the creating the videos mm-hmm. to the point of being able to, show so much more depth of what act perception or uh, concept could be yeah right it allows for the that elevation of um said act so yeah well I will do some lives I think maybe again in the future I, I'm really into the being able to create what's in my head mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs>
0: 2019 was a pretty big year for you in terms of like when you are talking about notoriety and getting noticed you know it had been building up all this time but then like 2019 happens and you're crowned princess of burlesque at viva las vegas you are oh burlesque hall of fame it's burlesque hall of fame sorry you also featured artists that viva las vegas and then you get voted number three in 21st Century Burlesque magazine. I'm like, are these, um, is this a career defining year? Or like, is this something that you were consciously
1: working towards? I remember, like there was once upon a time, like I cried a lot. And, you know, I was really emotional because I cared like so much and almost, you know, too much Mm -hmm. (laughs) about... What other people were thinking, what, you know, these platforms that uh, people were seeking. And there's that too. It's like, I don't know if people were seeking it or if they just existed and then it happened because they were doing the artistic work to get there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've been, you know, thinking about that a lot and... You know, but to my point of like, yeah, I was I would have these like breakdowns of like, why, why haven't I gotten here or this or whatever? Like kind of, kind of not bratting out, but like, again, just putting so much weight in these spaces mm-hmm. as an individual and of a of a thing of this. These are the things that define our careers, mm-hmm. or at least that's what I'm seeing because that's what all these other people are doing or achieving, right? And so you know, I'm essentially you know despairing from the compare and and i remember it was again foxy such i mean so many jewels that have been instilled uh you know from our relationship and she was like she's like you care too fucking much <laughs> 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 like it was as simple of that right and so like i i was thinking about that and i you know i i do a lot of journaling you know in terms of processing and stuff like that and yeah, it was like eventually I got to a point where, look, I was working, I was getting gigs, I was creating, I was having a blast, I was in you know really fulfilling you know all these things within my goal, and mm-hmm. it's basically as soon as I like kind of let go of goals. I think having goals and like landmarkers and stuff like that are good, but you know for self, yeah, and not not in the perception of, oh, I need to do this thing because everybody else is doing it or whatever have you, right? Like, okay, those are like gauges or markers, I guess, if, if you want to consider that, that. but you know, what does success mean to you? Yes. What does success mean as an individual? And so as I let go of kind of that external pressure of the, the pipeline and all this stuff of I have to do these things which is the irony of, cause I definitely was doing the things I, you know, competed at FIVA like mm-hmm. all these landmarkers. Right. But once I stopped caring so much about that part and just ha- enjoying myself while yes, being in part of that pipeline, um, you know, all the other fulfillment that came along with it and acknowledgement that girl like bitch you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like mm-hmm. everything that you wanted to do, you're doing, you know, and, and that, Within the soul, you know, so, so therefore, like, you know, how do I define success is, is being me and f- being fulfilled in the ways that I want to be and that was just started to happen. And so, yeah, it seems like once I let go, and I was just into doing the work, you know, being I'm very, I'm such a social butterfly, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I love like that. It's like, you know, the cyclone, like, yes, like, let me travel around the world. Let me do these things. Let me meet these people. Let me like, you know, let's do shots of tequila, let's party. Like, you know, yeah. and it's just genuine connection through the vehicle of burlesque has been very much like the last four years. And that was when I had this personal goal of like being in the same state, at least as my siblings and mm-hmm. family members that I had only grown up with via traveling. Mm Because we were all dispersed across the country. Anyway, so, you know, in 2016, when I moved to San Francisco, it was like, finally, I'm connecting with this part of my family. And so kind of going into these, like, personal goals, things of, you know, that's the other part of, like, traveling with burlesque is it also allowed me to travel and visit my family. Mm -hmm. So it's like these multi-pronged goals. I'm very much of like, okay, if I'm going to do something, it needs to... I don't want to do it unless it serves two plus objectives. Yeah, purposes. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I did some things. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. thousand nineteen was was pretty fucking killer, and super honored. And again, it was like after I kind of let go of some things. Like I That's remember cool. standing on. The, yeah, it was like one. I remember standing on the Behov stage, and I was just like whatever (laughs) like, and not to be like whatever but I definitely was like yo I got to because that's the thing too right that stage is fucking sick as fuck I was like yep I got to hit this stage again like you know so like just being honored in that right because it's so fun and just like the vibrations that happen within the body and and every that connectivity with this mass group of people and oh the energy is just sickening I just remember sitting standing there and I was like meh You know, because, like, it's – 2017 was really the year that I thought that I was going to place. Uh-huh. When I did Bad to the Bone, I definitely thought 2017 was going to be that. And I did, you know, this act that was very different. Not different, because, like, you know, I'm kind of in all the spectrums of burlesque, though in the more recent years have gone pretty classic, Mm -hmm. you know. So I'm doing this, like, you know, classic, but, like, red bone classic, you know. I've still got my flavor in there, you know, but – But, you know, I wasn't necessarily like, like the act didn't feel complete. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like I was just like, like, again, I just got out there, like literally in tech rehearsal, like finally was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for this act. Yeah. <laughs> Music first, maestro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, you know, and, and I'll say that, you know, I had freestyled it a couple times in other spaces and stuff like that. But anyways, whatever, whatever came out on stage is what came out. And yeah. so I'm just like, cool. I did my thing. It was fun. And hey, I did a thing, yeah. you know? The people said I did a thing. That's great.
0: You did a pretty dope thing.
1: I did a dope thing. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. <laughs> I
0: love. I love that. Um, that you went into that. You know, sort of epic year with having like having let go of any expectation. You went into you know that year of just. A knowing of where you are as an artist what you're about what you're presenting like this is just cool to be on this stage i love this and then Ooh. afterwards with getting all this recognition it's like oh okay oh okay cool see i'll see you too now it's cool <laughs> welcome to my party Yeah,
1: like legit i've only been here this whole time <laughs> oh it's all good you know but, but i also think that's that's part of the the beauty the connectivity part right like You know, I'll say it like, you know, I, early COVID was really pretty much, it was, I remember the date, it was like March, uh, March 14th. Um, one of my nudie newbies, um, got canceled due to COVID. Mm -hmm. And I remember that day I just, I was so empty, like lack of emotion. I just like laid, like I felt the weight of what was happening and then over the, you know, next two couple of days, I just like bawled and really just, and I just started essentially mourning what I knew of as burlesque as we knew it. Yeah. Or started mourning burlesque as we knew it. And that's, you know, in, in my mind, what I, and, and part of, I think what I needed to do <sighs> to make room for this, again, redefinition. Yeah. And so I'm really, I'm really excited to again continue to explore this new era, and not be so worried about what was or what we were, you know, quote unquote, supposed to do you know 2020 I was supposed to you know I was supposed to be over in Europe 2020 well that didn't happen you know yeah. I was gonna try to come down to y'all this year well that yeah. didn't happen you know what I'm saying like so I was gonna try to make
0: money to go to to Viva and like behof next year well that's yeah right <laughs> I don't know hey you never know <laughs> you never know you never and know we'll it's see. still holding on to
1: that Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I mean there's certain things that I'm like well we'll see you know we'll but see. I'm like You know, as far as, you know, I think it was something that you touched on, you know, earlier of like, of uh, the expectation, Mm -hmm. right? Like, just, I think, you know, continuing to practice letting go of expectation. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's it. Like, it's a constant practice because, of course, when we set goals, we're like, oh, this is the thing I'm going to do. But keeping a balance that isn't so emotionally tied to it that it's going to like wreck your world <laughs> mm-hmm. if something doesn't happen because that's definite. you know, that was a huge early COVID learning lesson, I feel like.
0: In meteor- meteorology, uh, the definition of cyclone is it's a large scale air mass that rotates around a strong center of low atmospheric pressure, right? So now I I thought of you, when I read it, I was like, is this description indicative to you as an artist as the force of nature that you inevitably are
1: oh my gosh I just got chills thank you for reading that definition because I don't know that I done actually looked at it <laughs> <laughs> but yes in so many ways yes um, you know the, the irony is it actually just came about because of my party mode <laughs> and then you know it kind of did i mean the i think that the irony of it though additional irony of it though it is so encompassing of of me as a human being my stage stage presence my yeah in general kind of how i i move through the world i think to the point of like you know i'm i'm general i'm kind of like i think about things i'm pretty quiet I do my best to be mindful with my world words and my energy and like where I'm putting that. And Mm -hmm. is it, you know, how superficial is it? Right. Because again, in this industry of presentation, there's a particular, you know, our marketing and things of that nature, you know, as a business, like that has to be done, but sometimes I'm not feeling it and that's okay. So yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm just really in this. Yeah. Kind of like, down-to-earthing and when I'm ready to start talking about stuff I'll do it without mm. so yeah I think low atmospheric pressure is yeah like I I'm, I'm pretty grounded yeah <laughs> and and also rotates around a strong center <laughs>
0: I thought that was, I thought that was particularly key as this conversation has gone on I've kind of felt moments in it where I'm like, ah, oh, yes, that, ah, oh, yes, this. And then I was just wondering if this was part of the plan in the tag.
1: It's the divine plan. The
0: divine plan. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> so part of my woo, uh, Foxy calls it my Wukanda. So like woo woo, my spirituality. And so mm-hmm. she's like, she's like, girl, you Wukanda like, oh. forever. Oh, rest in power. King. You um, know it. So, you know, I, it wasn't my plan. Um, it rhymed Mm -hmm. and you know, like, well, somebody, somebody, again, like I said, it started from this like party mode. Like I've been, I like binge party for like 48 hours. Um, and somebody called me the hurricane. There are the hurricanes of burlesque. There's Havana hurricane. There's like, there's a lot of hurricane out there. And like, sure. Yes. Like we are all forces of nature in our own right. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, but going to the marketing, like, let me hold on to that nugget and what makes sense. And I was like, (sighs) cyclone Redbone, oh shit yeah <laughs> that's it you know and so then then I took it into myself and re you know just adjusted it for marketing mm-hmm. and it also though is very honest and true to me as an individual and and my persona
0: so we touched on it earlier and I just kind of want to close with Asking you about the
1: nudie newbies and what is in the foreseeable future for Red Bone. Woo! Okay. So, nudie newbies worldwide, yep, is debuting on September 15th. And we're actually going to uh, be uh, starting to announce our cast members, our contestants uh, over the next week. Uh, as myself, Oxy Tan will be uh, in live along with our uh, our co producer slash stage manager. Uh, petty treason, and Nudie Newbies is, is a monthly competition and competition showcase uh, of individuals from around the world that are competing for this prize package of international sponsors. And then will the the winners from each month will go on to our basically Nudie Newbies universe. Uh, or yeah, I don't know. We haven't like <laughs> named it fully all the way, right? But it's like Nudie Newbie Newbie's worldwide yeah. ultimate reveal, right? The Newbie-verse. <laughs> yeah, the Newbie-verse. Oh, I love that. Good job, Phillip. <laughs> okay, I'm take, taking that note. That's a good nugget. Okay. <laughs> I will see that. Yeah, into the Newbie-verse. And so we take our past uh, month's winners and then have this cum- uh, cumulative competition um, where we actually will be scoring. So our monthly competition is judged from like when we were in IRL. Yeah. Uh, It was by audience applause, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we'll be doing a poll via Zoom um, for people to vote for uh, the winners. And then as we get into, once we get to the ultimate reveal, we will, I think, keep that the same where it's the panel of judges. We get um, local luminaries. Well, this will be international luminaries to Mm -hmm. um, essentially we have a scoring uh, sheet. And so we'll be doing it. Um, of scored judging by panels well they'll also receive critique and feedback and then a winner will be crowned so yeah production wise that's you know big on the list and then for Redbone as an individual you know I'm mm-hmm.
0: she's gonna sweep us off our feet apparently
1: oh I hope I get I hope I get swept off my feet soon like look I'm trying to get some some love and attention. <laughs> <laughs> some lockdown okay, loving. <laughs> some lockdown loving, you know, I'm saying like legit. No, but uh, but what's up for Redbone, you know, is, I mean, love, yeah. That's interesting to, that that came up. Like, uh, I'm really feeding my soul, my, the vehicle that drives Redbone, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know. And so doing my best, I think that was the, you know, again, another COVID lesson of, Breathing, not being so concerned with what I'm supposed to do or have committed to. Well, whereas, like, I know my validity of my word and actions that, like, it will happen when it's supposed to happen. But why don't you get up and write and read and, you know, connect with self before? jumping into red bone mode or cyclone mode mm-hmm. right away so you know um the, the practice of balance you know keeping that so i can keep spinning <laughs>
0: <laughs> this all sounds very respectful <laughs> thank
1: you <laughs> so so yeah i don't know i also might end up partying really soon because that's been that's been a, a not happening yeah. so i i can see a, a nice cyclone explosion happening sometime soon so we'll see <laughs> So I don't, you know, I think some of that's going to be coming up soon. Because, yes. yeah, it's needed. And, like, uh, you know, I'm going to do a, a social distance bonfire next Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so hopefully, you know, get the box out, you know, get some dancing on the beach and the fire with the elements and, you know. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, get some good nature
0: loving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the loving that you're looking for.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So that was the cyclone. Redbone, coming to us all the way from the Bay Area, right, San Francisco. Thank you, Redbone, yeah. for joining us uh, today on What's a Tease.
1: Uh, Pillow, thank you so much for uh, inviting me and having me on. Uh, you're doing great work. I, I'm loving watching y'all. K-town, yes, yeah, she comes.